Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers. It's our weekly time to get together. And since I started asking you to send in your thoughts, your requests, your questions, uh, my email has, well, actually, my email and all the forms of social media, you guys find me. You find me and you get me with some really wonderful thoughts and questions. And I really appreciate you. I appreciate you sharing with me and reaching out. It helps me and our team know how to better serve you in your season of of life. But I got this one question and I think what I'm going to do is turn this whole segment into a question and answer. I've had a lot of questions from many of you uh, who are struggling with some various things, and we're going to talk about that. And something happened to me. I was away last week. I was at the National Religious Broadcasters Conference. It was outstanding. I wasn't speaking. I didn't have a booth. I woke up on a Sunday morning prior to the conference, and I said to my husband, I think I need to be at this conference. Well, if you know my schedule, it's super crazy like yours. And so to say I need to go to another conference when I'm not speaking and I'm not having a booth, my husband always kind of like, why? Which is fair. It's a fair question to ask. And I said, I really didn't know, but I needed to be there. And every morning I would start my day with this prayer, God, I need you to orchestrate my day. When you're speaking or you have a booth or you're working in some capacity, your day is scheduled. I mean, you're running from thing to thing to thing and you're meeting people, but they're short, usually short little conversations. And this wasn't that way. This turned into be truly divine appointments and conversations. And one of the takeaways that really, in my heart, I text my sound engineer and I said, okay, we're going to be making some changes. And of course, they always, you know, yep, you're always doing that. But I, this one just stayed with me. And it's something I want to incorporate in our podcast, in our time together. And that is, I want to pray. I always pray before our broadcast. But this time, I'm going to pray before. And I want to get into the habit of doing this because I pray for you. I pray for your, your situations in life. I pray for your uh, achieving your goals, uh, facing those challenges, overcoming those trials, having discernment of what to, to do and when to do it. But this time, I just wanted you to know, I want to pray for you now. So let's just take a moment. I know you're, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. <laughs> if you're in a place where you can't like bow your head and close your eyes, that's fine. But I just want to pray for our time together. 
And that is, Lord, I just ask that you would be with us in this podcast at Equipped to Be. You have ordained this. It has been uh, going now for two years, and you have blessed it. And we have seen those blessings, and you, we've seen how you are using the guest and, and our conversations to help families. Thank you. Ask that you be with our time today, that it would continue to bless those that take the time to listen and tell their friends about Equipped to Be. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, friends. I know I didn't tell you ahead of time, but I, I, I want to talk to you about some alarming statistics. While I was attending the NRB, uh, I, I went to several sessions. Again, you don't normally get to do this, so I was actually attending sessions. And, you know, when our kids are little, we're reading God's word to them. We're telling them about the Lord. They go to church. They go to life group and youth group and all the groups. We pick specific schools that are going to have a certain worldview. We surround ourselves with friendships, friends that have like-mindedness. Uh, we're not battling our philosophical, ideological, theological, typically, you know, we, we have like-minded friends. That doesn't mean we don't have friends that are more diverse or have opposing views. But it does mean, in large part, we're doing life with people that are similar to us. And I found something re really, I guess, alarming. I didn't quite realize the number had gotten as high as it had gotten. And that is, what's going on, the, the battle that we're seeing on all fronts? And yes, you're seeing pain at the pump. You've heard that. Yes, you're seeing your food prices go up. You're seeing travel prices go up. You're seeing uh, cost of goods and services across the board going up. But that's not what we're going to talk about. What I want to talk to you about, what God has laid on my heart, is what I see happening. And that is the battle within the church. Did you know that 16.5% of, of people... Like, listen to me, 16.5% of people don't believe in good and evil. Just, does that strike you as unbelievable that that level, almost one-fifth, I mean, 16.5, we're close to 20%, not even believing in good and evil. If that's the case, that would explain why we're seeing so much hostility and rudeness and violence. If you don't believe in good and evil, then what do you believe in? Well, everyone for themselves. The ends justify the means. That's what your kids are facing. That's what you are facing. But as an adult, you have better reasoning skills than your children do than college kids do. I still find it fascinating that college kids are activists. Their brains are not even fully developed and they're being used to shape and form because they're being fed information that isn't even accurate and they, they don't even know how to process it. But if you don't believe in good and evil, then the rationale is all about me what I want, how I want. It explains why grandparents are being sidelined and treated 
as, as if they're toxic people because they don't hold the same viewpoints. It explains why parents are being so dishonored by their teens and college kids, why they're being marginalized, why they're, they're being taken advantage of, or they're being discounted, or they're being tossed away, like, just get out of my way. It, it explains that if the ends justify the means. The other thing that I found very shocking, because you know I work, uh, Tom and I work, with teens and college kids. We've worked with them for 30 years. We've heard a lot of stories. And when I'm out on the road and I'm talking with parents or I get these questions from college kids about what do I do and how do I handle this and how do I speak truth to something they know to, to not be true. It used to be that college kids were the ones walking away from their faith. You know, they turn the tassel and they turn around, look at mom and dad and say, thanks for the car, thanks for the upbringing, thanks for the food, thanks for the education. But yeah, about that faith thing, nah, I'm, don't sign me up for that. Did you know that now kids age 15 to 17 are walking away from the church? Well, obviously that was brought on by COVID. It was pretty shaky before then. But when COVID came, when the vid came, and churches were deemed not essential, <sighs> kids were pulled away from their, their peer groups. They were pulled away from what the church stood for and the impact and the influence. And basically, they were told, hey, the church isn't that important. They can close. They can be, you know, close their doors. Now, this is not a political statement. It's not meant to be a political narrative. But there is a fallout that happened from churches choosing or being forced to close their doors. You know, kids will live stream, but they're live streaming TikTok videos. They're live streaming how-to things on YouTube. They may not be live streaming good biblical teaching. And that's important to know. But 15 to 17-year-olds are walking away from the church. Those kids are living at home under their parents' direction and guidance. My question is, what are you doing? Mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, youth workers, educators, what are you doing? Do we talk about God and not the relational aspect of it? Did you know that 8 out of 10 Christians need discipleship? One more staggering statistic that you might find interesting, <laughs> and that's that 70% of Christians don't engage with their Bible. 70%. Now, I'm waiting for the white paper on this recent report. It was a report uh, that was recently conducted. The actual paper will be released in May. Uh, I should get a copy of that. When I do, I'll make sure that we get that up on the site. Or you can sign up for my email. That's really the best way because we see what's happening with social media. And, you know, the more we put out, the more it gets uh, squelched the more it's hard. So, you know, if you aren't following me on social media, I encourage you to go to Connie Albers 
uh, at face on Facebook, ConnieAlberts.author. You can go to Equip to Be. You can go to on Instagram. You can go to Connie Albers. But the best way is for you to sign up for my newsletter. We send out a weekly newsletter. Does not have a lot of spam. It does. We do not do anything with your emails other than email you weekly. That's it. Sharing with you information about the podcast and about other relevant information. So we work hard because that is our direct link. Besides you and I conversing here, that is the way we can converse. I'm also on Telegram. You can find me on Signal, on Getter, all the platforms. I mean, they are growing rather quickly. Just look us up. You know, we're going to keep trying to find the workaround so that we can equip you for the calling that God has before you. That's going to be our goal. And it gets more challenging. So the best way is through email and through listening to the podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast or followed it, would you do that? Whether it's Apple or whether you're listening to it through Spotify or whatever platform that you listen to podcasts, would you make sure to subscribe? We need that. We need those numbers because that helps us rank better. There's a whole lot of science to it. You've heard about algorithms and whatnot, but I'm just going to ask you and invite you to please subscribe. Also, would you share it with a friend? Would you tell your friends about Equip to Be? If you believe that they would benefit, tell them about it. Um, I, I would really appreciate it. Uh, we here at Equip to Be, it's not about the numbers. Unfortunately, there is a numbers game to it all uh, that you, know, you, have to, you have to at least acknowledge. So I'm just asking you if you would do that for me. So if 70% of Christians aren't engaging in their Bible, where are they engaging? Because again, as somebody who has worked, uh, I wrote about this in Parenting Beyond the Rules. I'm also going to be addressing this in the next uh, couple projects that I'm working on. If we're not engaging in our Bible because our society in America, now I know there's probably, I think, 15 different countries that listen to Equip to Be. I can tell you in the USA, if that's the, if that's the number in the USA, I can tell you your country, whether you're over in India or South America or Australia or you're in Canada, wherever you are, UK, your, your statistics are going to be about the same. If the church was told to close the doors, and the church did, they communicated to the kids, well, church isn't that important. Well, you and I know that that isn't true. But I also know that you and I probably don't spend as much time in the Word as we need to. We get busy. It's hard to carve out time. You got a new little baby. The baby's up all night. Mama's tired. You have a lot of children like I had. You know, it's, it's hard. Engaging with the Word of God is what is going to change your life. Straight up. All the self-help books, all the Bibles and devotionals, those are good. But reading the Word of God, that's His Word to your heart. And we have to teach our kids that is God's Word to our heart. See, that's why Equipped to Be exists, my friends. Equipped to Be exists so that 
you are able to step into the calling that God has placed before you. Now, I know that all of you are in different places. You're new to the faith. Some of you don't really know the Lord. You know about him, but you haven't, you haven't had that connection point where there's a relationship there. Some of your kids are in that same position as well. They're not going to get it by osmosis. You know, God draws us and then we have a choice. And I just have to say, if, if you want your children to know more than there is a God, if you want your children to understand there is good and evil, there is. But you want them to be able to make a difference in our society, in, in, the, in the country, in the city, in the county, that, in the community that you live in? They have to know the word. They have to know that the word is a sword. It's powerful. They also have to know that not everybody's going to agree or appreciate. Because those that do know the Lord, and, and I'm saying genuinely know the Lord, only five out of ten are actually on fire for Jesus. So when you start thinking about the real numbers, I mean, these, this was a real survey conducted. When you start to know these numbers and you start to think about, no wonder we're in the position we're in. No wonder people are so confused. They're so stressed out. They're full of anger. They're full of anxiety and depression. They're looking for hope. I hope you find that sense of hope here at Equipped to Be. I hope that our 30 minutes together every week, I, I, would love, I would love to be able to expand and do more uh, broadcast every week. Now, I am over at The Christian Perspective with Chris Hughes. I, weekly, I have a segment. Now, Chris runs the broadcast on the radio uh, with Truth Media five days a week. I don't have any part of those other four days. I am a co-host on the weekly broadcast on Fridays. And you can go to Truth Media and, and look it up. And we talk about family issues. We have great conversations. I encourage you to go check that out as well. But I'm going to ask for you also, would you pray? Would you pray that if God would so choose, that Equipped to Be would be able to expand and come more frequently? Obviously, the, the more we're able to go and, and record these podcasts, the more help we're able to be to you. Uh, but that also increases our cost. People don't realize it, but there is an enormous cost to having a podcast or a radio show or speaking or having your uh, web presence. But here's what we can do. We want to change the trajectory of our country of our kids' hearts, of yours, of your heart? You want to get rid of that anxiety or depression or frustration or discouragement? There's four things you can do. Read your Bible. Start with reading Proverbs a day. If you got a phone, which most of us do, get a Bible app. Get a good Bible. Get a Bible app. Start with reading Proverbs a day. And if you don't have time to read one proverb, because there's 31 proverbs, 31 chapters, 
in the book of Proverbs, which is in the Old Testament, in case you don't know. If you don't have time to read a few verses, just start with one. Start with Genesis. In the beginning was God. Start with Genesis. Or start with Matthew, and which is in the New Testament. So Genesis is in the Old Testament. There's 66 books of the Bible. Genesis is the first chapter of the Old Testament, and Matthew is the first book of the New Testament. There's 27 books in the New Testament. Start there. Start small, but start. Don't be the 70%. Don't be among the 70%. That's where your power comes from. That's where your strength, that's where your hope, that's where your joy, that's where your peace, that's where your power comes from. It is not going to come from watching nightly news. Trust me, I do have to pay attention because I speak a lot on cultural issues. So I have to be aware of what's going on. And I tell you, it can be overwhelming and discouraging. You want to be informed, but you also want to know where your source of hope is going to come from. And that does not come from any place other than the peace that passes all understanding, which comes from knowing the Word of God, which comes from knowing the Lord. So you want to read your Bible, one. Two, you want to pray. Pray for your own peace of mind, your own anxiety, your own heart, your own struggles and trials and marriage woes, parenting woes, financial woes. Pray. God knows. Take it and hand it over to Him. Three, talk about your faith. Find the friends that you can freely talk to and build a relationship with them. But talk about your faith. Don't hide it. You're not alone. But find, talk about your faith. Talk about the difference that that the Lord is making in your life and engage with your community, whether that's online, in person, in your job. And I know some of you are feeling intimidated. You're being told to, to be quiet. You're being told to, uh, you'll, you'll lose your job. I get it. I have to make a lot of decisions here at ConnieAubers.com. I have to make decisions with what I post online, what I say from the stage, what I say on the radio program, what I say on the podcast, what I write. I have to be very careful. But you know, here's the part you've got to believe. And you got to know this in your heart. It's got to be settled. And that is, if God has called you, he will equip you, but he will also protect you and your family. There might be a cost, but think about the cost if you do nothing, if you say nothing, if you hide your faith under a bushel, if you don't let your light shine. Think about the cost to other people that you could be encouraging and equipping. Think about the cost to your own mental health. That's a big topic. Times are trying. And we're all going through them. We're going through them together, friends. You and me. 
and our community adequate to be. But you know, the impact that you can make in the lives of your children, in the lives of your church and your community, in the lives of your business, the difference you can make for the kingdom is more significant and profound than you can imagine. But you can't do it without reading the word and knowing the word. You can't do it without praying. You can't do it without talking to others about your faith. And you can't do it if you're not engaging and with those around you and working on building relationships which hinge on trust. And I wrote about trust in Parenting Beyond the Rules. Trust is the bedrock. You know, we can be great connectors and relators. We can be awesome at building communities. But we have to have that foundation of trust. Now, at the end of the segments that we have, I I want to take and answer a question. Because if one person is sending me a question, that means others are facing the same thing. And this particular question came in to me through one of the social platforms, and it was about struggles of isolation with an 11-year-old girl. And this mom was very concerned, and the the question is, what do I do? How can I help my daughter connect with others when she's kind of being cut out? Now, if you've had an 11-year-old, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you have that 10, 11, 12-year-old then you're walking through it right now. And if you have younger children, then that's what's to come before you. Here was something I just wanted to share with you, and this is in addition to our normal podcast today. And that is when you have those middle school children, you need to realize that their brains are firing at a rapid rate. So much is happening developmentally in them, chemically, hormonally, emotionally, physically, the whole thing. I call them murky, mysterious, marvelous middle school years for a reason. (laughs) Because you put them to bed one night and they wake up the next morning and, you know, they may be happy when they went to bed and the next morning they're grumpy or angry or emotional and breaking down and the world's falling down around them. But as I told this listener, I shared with this listener, this mama, I said, you need to be aware of what they're going through so you're able to better lead and guide them in how to handle their emotions and that sense of isolation. We all feel isolated. We're all looking for a place to belong, for identity. Let me just say, identity is found in the Lord and within your family and then within the friend group, but it is in that order. Don't let friends replace that sense of identity. Because their identity first needs to be found in the Lord, and second, it needs to be found within their family. That this, your family is where they fit in. May mean that you have to do some more activities together to kind of help them through certain seasons, which is those middle school years, those middle ages, those tween years. It may mean that you need to help them expand their their view of making connections and relationships. And one of the steps I told this mom was to make sure 
that you help your child discover what they're interested in and then find people that are interested in that, as opposed to trying to fit in with a group of people that they may not even share similarities with other than they go to the same school or they go to the same church or they go to the same homeschool or, you know, they like pink. You know, help them find and identify areas that they can get involved with and find other people. It could be as simple, especially if you're dealing with isolation, it could be as simple as uh, finding others who feel isolated and then what's the commonality? We all kind of feel alone, but we're all going to feel together. In our aloneness, in our isolation, we're not going to be isolated anymore because we're going to feel together and we'll form a bond that way. And that was the question that kind of came in was how do I help my 11-year-old not feel isolated and find her people? So as we close this segment of Equipped to Be, I want to tell you again, thank you for joining us. Equipped to Be is growing and changing. It's expanding, for lack of a better word. God's hand is on this. And we are going to walk through the trials that face us together. We're in this together. We're a community. We're a community who is equipped by God to do what he's called you to do. And we all need each other. We need our skills. We need our talents. We need to help each other. We need to support one another. So make sure that you go over and you, you go to ConnieAlbers.com. You sign up for our email because that's where you won't have to remember. Oh, yeah, the podcast we send you an email reminder. And we also will give you some suggestions for other episodes that are similar. We want to do more than just take up your 30 minutes. We want to equip you for the calling God has before you. So thanks for joining for us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for praying for this ministry. We feel your prayers and we appreciate you. See you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.